0: Are you looking for truth from God's Word that you can understand and apply to your life? You'll find it today on Make It Clear with Dr. Stan Ponds, Bible teacher and president of Florida Bible College in beautiful Orlando. Listen now as Stan makes it clear.
1: And so the Lord, because He's sovereign and He knows all things, you know, He's omniscient, He knew they were blind... But what did he do? It says, so Jesus stood still. Would you mark that there in your Bible? He stopped. And all of us has got to stop our life if we're going to be available. That means we have to not do something we normally would do or try to get to do that we've got to stop. So he stood still. He didn't do it over his shoulder. He didn't kind of say, call me later. I'll check back with you the next time I'm here in Jericho. Wasn't like that at all. He stood still and he called them That was interesting because you could put in a margin there, he communicated with them. He wanted to connect to them would be maybe another way to say that. So when you want to be available, you've got to connect to the people that have that need that might be requesting something out of you. And said, what do you want me to do? Now that's not in bold and I'd like you to underline that for a moment because that's a very wise illustration, a very wise example for us. Sometimes we are so smart that we think when a person asks us to do something, we're going to solve their problem our way or solve the problem that we think is a problem that they have that really isn't the problem they want solved. Did you all follow that? Say, "Uh uh-huh. I don't think you're with me. Are you all awake? And so the question right here is, what do you really need for me? I'm often thinking of those that are involved in the medical field that they need to know what is really the problem. I'm thinking of people like Kaipo who's the EMT out there and he's working with people that are hurting. He's got to be available. He's got to have his knowledge to do that. But when he shows up on the scene, he could see blood splattering everywhere. He can hear them crying. But where is it? Where is it right now? Where is it? And yes, sometimes you have to find out is that a genuine need, a felt need? Is it a real need? Is it authentic? Maybe I know something better. I don't know. But the question is we dialogue with them and that's what Jesus did. So he said, what would you have me to do? And they said, Lord that our eyes may be open. I thought that was interesting. I bet they were hungry, but he didn't ask for food. He didn't feed them. They probably were thirsty. Didn't ask for that. Didn't have a place to stay or clean clothes or anything. They said just that our eyes be open. Now in bold again. So Jesus had compassion and touched their eyes. If you would, look at that in bold again. So Jesus stood still. So Jesus had compassion. So if you want to be like Jesus, so stand still, have compassion and reach out to those people. Now, if you will, look up here for just a second. Again, availability. Availability means that you hear a need. You're now sensing, what do you really need for me to do? It's not so you can get out of things. It's so that you as a humble, available servant can meet the needs that they think that they need, their needs that they have. So now as you go to them and you're asking, what do you really have? What do you really want me to do? you got to love them. Now, that takes a little extra dose of grace that takes a little bit more drilling into Christ to allow His Spirit to come out. Because availability, some of us can do it because it's easy, some of us have our own motives to do it, but when we're busy and we're pressured and we need to do it and we know that we need to do it, what's going to be the nitroglycerin that gets us going is going to be the nitroglycerin of love. If we really love those people, it almost doesn't matter what they ask us to do. If we really love It doesn't matter how long it's going to take. If we really love, we don't care how hard it is or how dirty we're going to get or what it's going to cost us. If we really love them, it doesn't matter what we now don't get to do or we have to get caught up on our other time because we really love them. Now that word is not the word love there. That's the word compassion. So what is the word compassion? Stay with me. Compassion is com means with. Passion means suffer. So, If I'm going to love that person who's asking me to do something, I'm choosing to be available, to be Christ-like, then I'm going to say, I'm suffering. They have a need. Their need now becomes my need. And they have a need, and I want to step up and meet that need. And so if you need some help, what you might need to do is to have a little bit of empathy for someone. Maybe a little bit of sympathy. And a whole lot of compassion for them. Suffer with them what they're going through. And then the next part it says, and he touched their eyes. And I don't spend a lot of time on this, but for some of you new folks, this might be interesting to you. If you look at the life of Christ, when there were demons nearby, most of the time, and people would want to cast out demons as you read today in the paper, they think a person has a demon and they'll call the people together and they'll begin beating on these people. I've read stories now where pastors have been charged with assault on church members because they kept trying to get the demon out of them by hitting them. Jesus never hit anybody. He was so powerful, he could just speak. power More powerful than Satan, that Satan would flee, the demon would flee. Now again, when you're around sick people, you want to kind of get away from them. A week or two ago, I was had a person in the church, I love him very much, he was working over here and he had a bad cold. And as I came up to him like I often like to do, like to shake their hand or hug him or whatever, he was very quick to say to me, I'm not feeling very well, so maybe it'd be better not to touch me. And I thought that was kind of neat that he cared enough for me for that, because he knew if I touched him, I probably would get sick. Some of you are afraid to hug me now because of last week. I'm healthy. All right, getting back to this. (laughs) Jesus was so powerful that he could go up and actually touch a person that had an illness or sickness or blindness. He was that powerful. Now, I don't know if you're going to be casting out demons. I seriously doubt it. I don't mean, You're healing somebody by spitting and touching their eyes. I don't really know that. But I do know this, that availability often causes us to have to get dirty for God, have to step out and trust Him to be able to accomplish whatever that person asks us to do. And may I add this? Some of us have a limited amount of ability, so we do a limited amount of of volunteering or availableness. Because I can't really do this. I really can't really do this. You know, our sufficiency is in Christ. You don't want to oversell yourself because that would be a fraud, wouldn't it? Sure it would be. You all agree with that? Overselling yourself, being a dude that you can't do? Isn't that true? Watch this. Underselling yourself is also a sin because now you have the ability of Christ in you. So you have to know where your balance is and the Holy Spirit will lead you. All right, let's answer the third question now. What should I do to demonstrate availability? I'm selecting four principles here that I believe that if you are a person with true availability, it will happen in your life. So here we go. Number one, I should refuse to be distracted from fulfilling my responsibilities. In other words, it's easy to be distracted. A lot is coming at us, but we're choosing not to be distracted. I'm going to talk about how not to be distracted in a little bit. Let me leave that and go on. Number two, look for opportunities to serve other people. If I'm going to demonstrate availability, I'm going to look for opportunities to serve other people. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. It's not very hard. If we have our spiritual antennas up because our antennas are connected to the character of Christ called availability, and we're choosing to be Christ-like and to be available then I'm going to tell you that the Holy Spirit says, you are now really usable. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to give you some great things. I'm going to raise you up. I'm going to stretch you. You're going to become more usable for me. Now he's going to put either us in front of people that have needs, or he's going to bring people to us that have needs so that we will grow in our character trait of availability God has a way to make us even greater in our availability in this thing And I want you to know that's a promise of the Lord. And I really love the fact that if I humble myself and say, Lord, I can't, but you can, and so I'm trusting you to do that, we humble ourselves, he gives us grace, and then he raises us up again. So look for opportunities that are all around. Some of those opportunities are found in a little announcement in the worship folder here. Sometimes it'll come from someone behind the microphone. Sometimes it could be a telephone call, an email, someone in the lobby, someone that's here as you're watching, it's starting to rain, and you see people coming in. You don't wait for someone to go look for an umbrella in that back closet you're going to be Johnny on the spot you're going to be the first one out there and open that umbrella and go on out there and bring them in like Mary Poppins or whatever you'll help them get in out of that rain because you're available with this All right, number three you're going to reject opportunities that would hinder you from doing your God given responsibilities I'm going to tell you that you can't solve everybody's needs you can't be available to everything that's going to come down the pike every request for help you can't do it all But at the same time, if we got so much going on, we're not going to get this thing done. And uh, I'd like to tell you that clutter in our life will bring on great confusion. Now let me pause and talk about that for a moment. This is important. This might help some of you know why you're so stressed. Some of you have an opportunity to make yourself available. But your life is so encumbered with a garage that's messed up an email file box that's loaded with emails. you got your picture album on your computer that's all goofed up and you can't file everything. You've got me- um, 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 meals to make for people. you got stuff on your job. Your kid's involved in everything. you got to write letters to this. you got to get involved in this. you got to prepare a class for that. you got to help over here. You're on that committee over there. And all of a sudden, someone asks you to do something. It could be that your life is out of balance, so full of clutter right now, that when we really look at your life, really, really, and I say this in love because it's coming back to me too, we really can't make ourselves available. Why? We haven't done all our other stuff to get things in order right now so we can become available. And the bottom line is this, we're not good to anyone, the Lord, ourself, or other people. And so when we really look at our life, we say, I can't, I can't really help you, I've got so much to do. Now let's pause for a moment. Put your feet under your chairs because I don't, I don't want to step on your toes. But we really haven't gotten a lot done anyway. Our garage is still a mess. Our computer is still all goofed up with so much scatter stuff over there. We still don't have things done. We're still up to here with to-do lists that aren't done. We go end, end of the busy day and we look at our life and what we've seen is we spend a lot of our time watching TV Going to movies, playing video games, talking on the telephone, writing or reading unnecessary emails. And so we're busy with a lot of activity dust around us. But we really don't get a lot done. And so when someone asks us, we say, I can't do it. I've got so much i got to do. Well, what are you really doing? Reading unnecessary emails or writing them. Watching, listening, going to stuff because we're out of focus. So I don't know where you are and I have nobody in mind other than myself to work on this for my life. But I hope that we all work on this. So we need to reject opportunities that will hinder us from doing what God wants us to do. And the last one is do a task until it is fully completed. Do a task until it's fully completed. We don't leave it. Malcolm Ford said diamonds are nothing more than a chunk of coal that's stuck to their jobs. I like that. Do you want to be a diamond or nothing more than a, a chunk of coal? I want to stay there until you become a diamond. You finish that project and then you can have what I say is the lean back on your heel and say, oh man, I made myself available but look what we accomplished by doing that. I'm going to ask you a question. Don't raise your hand. But how many of you knew we were decorating and you chose to make yourself available to help out? And you stayed a little bit later, busy season, a lot of stuff going on but you got up on the ladders, you decorated the tree, you put out this, you put that up over there, you got the outside stuff, you got this. Old. And it doesn't just come out. You got to get them out of the back rooms and you got to dust them out and shake out all the rats and everything and get it all together. And now you can look back and you're, you're sitting here and while you're kind of zoning out of my message, you're saying, my, that really does look good. Look at that. that ri- look at that tree. That's the prettiest tree. They don't have a tree like that at Macy's. You know, look at this tree. This is really a great... Is this real or not? No, look at this tree. You know why you can say that? It's because you have the aha of a job accomplished because you made yourself available but you stayed with it until the job was done. And there's a reward of satisfaction for that. And I hope that be the case. What are some of the dangers though? of being available. Are there dangers? The answer is yes. There's just two I'm going to give to you. There could be more, but one of them is this. You could be motivated by being a people pleaser rather than a people helper. I often find people pleasers who want to make themselves available actually do more damage to your availableness than anything else because you're trying to please everybody and you please nobody. The second one is, it can be caused by misplaced priorities or a lack of focus. Misplaced priorities or a lack of focus. Now, let me speak to that. I told you I would come back to this because some of you are saying, "I got so much to do. I, gotta, I can't get it all done." What do I do? Now, look up here, if you will, for just a second. This is something that's going to be between you and the Lord, and I cannot, I cannot give you a black and white. I can't be anal about all of this. This is something that's more, more Holy Spirit led and I know I'm getting into some gray areas here, but I think there's an overriding principle, and here's the overriding principle, going back to the life of Christ. Christ was focused. He didn't go all over the world. He stayed in one area. He had a job to do. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. That was his main program. Now, to get that done, it was divided into three parts. He was to preach the Word... He was to teach the word, disciple, teach, etc. And he was to heal those who were sick. So he had a big focus. My big principle was to come and to seek that which was lost. Or we could say it another way. To fulfill the Father's will. To bring glory unto the Lord by fulfilling what he wanted to do. Come and to seek and to save that which was lost. That was divided into three areas of how he would seek and to save that which was lost in those areas. I would have to believe that Jesus was bombarded with a lot of needs and a lot of requests in his life. And yet, out of all of those needs, whether they're big crowds or two people or one person, it didn't matter. It still fell underneath. I'm called to bring glory to the Lord to seek those who are lost that need me. And then I'm going to do it through preaching the gospel. I'm going to do it by teaching those who know the Lord. And then I'm also going to heal those who are sick to bring them back to Christ in some special way. Now, I know that was the focus of Christ. Now, I'm not here to say that you are having that same focus. You didn't come to seek and to save that which is lost. Although I don't think it would be too far for us to step away from looking for those who are lost around us, see what we can do to reach them for Christ. And yes, preaching, you might not be a pulpiteer. All right, but you can communicate and herald the message of the gospel many of you have been doing that some of you are bringing people tonight because you love them enough to have them hear the gospel some of you are also teachers some of you will have a microphone some of you will have nothing more than your kids at your feet one night and you're going to be sharing them a truth about the Bible it could be very much like Christ and as far as healing people let's just talk about bringing broken people back together again around Christ however you want to look at that Now, once you stay focused, let me tell you something. Watch this. Listen very carefully. This is the gray area that I can't always say. This may cause you to ask the question, how many committees should I be involved in? How many clubs should I be involved in? How many times should my kids be on a team somewhere? How often should I accept responsibilities even in the church or with my extended family or on my job? And so if I cannot accomplish in some legitimate visual way, glorifying the Lord in some way that all I'm doing is doing something in a nice way and I'm a nice person doing some nice stuff to help a lot of nice people, hoping that maybe in some remote way the gospel will be given. It's got to be a little bit more intentional than that, my opinion. And so that might help you on what you're going to be available to. You've got to start shifting your thinking on this. That's what repentance is really all about. Let's look at the verse. It says, and Jesus said here, Well, the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, which I thought that was interesting, large places, small places. But he did what? Taught in the synagogues, preached the gospel of the kingdom, healed those who were sick. Now, last question, and we'll close with this. What is at least one benefit of being available? It's going to come with a double-edged sword. Look at the verse for a moment, and I'll show you. It says... So Jesus, being available, he had compassion, he touched their eyes, and immediately their eyes received sight in a bold print, and they followed him. Now look up here for a second again. When you choose to be available, and that means that you have the ability and the willingness to accept and to complete a job that you know that is good to help someone else out. If you have a testimony, you have an an example, your reputation is being available like that. Here's what's often going to happen. What's often going to happen, people are going to say, my, you, this guy, he can get the job done, he does it well, when he's got questions, he asks, he finishes the project, he stays focused, he does it cheerfully, he's very faithful. Man, that was a great job. And so you give him a high five for getting it done. What do you, who do you go to when you have a second need? Who do you go to, everybody? The same guy or gal, don't you? Because you know they're going to get that thing done. All right, now watch what happens. You're on this end. You're choosing to be that kind of person by the glory and grace of God to be that kind of person. All of a sudden, people are going to be lining up at your door. You're going to have more friends, more people, more people want to be around you. You'll be invited to more functions and more things because you are just a person to be blessed and honored because of that. All right. What's happening now, and you're going to have to be careful for that, is you're now going to be tempted by Satan to see that as a really cool thing. Hey, I'm pretty sharp. I I can do these things. People really like me. They're following me. They want me, etc. And that's where you have to be strong enough to say, I did what God wanted me to do, and I'm getting the results like Jesus did. They followed Jesus. But now what I need to do is to be a Teflon Christian where that now when people come to me, I will do this, but when the praise comes, I'm going to let them bounce off of me, and I'm going to give it right back to the Lord, because the whole purpose of me being available is not so that I win a popularity contest, or I get voted on something special at school, or I get promoted at work, it's because I want people to follow Jesus Christ. So somehow I've got to bring this whole thing of availability into my reputation around Jesus Christ. Now, if I looked at this, I'm going to look at Christ now. He had the ability to save, did he not? Yep. Well, what good is if he had the ability to save in the sense that he was perfect, he was the son of God, he knew about going to the cross, knew how to go to the cross, knew when to go to the cross, knew where to go to the cross. Okay, all of that. He had all that ability, but he never went to the cross. Well, I have the ability of Christ inside of me, and you do too. And now what you have to do is push your want to button to be available just like Jesus. And most of the time, the things that you could be asked to do will be a cross experience for you. It won't fit on your timetable. It won't be by the very person that you like and that you owe them something back. Remember, Jesus did it for the people who even hated him. And that's what availability is all about. And we can do it. We, this little tiny church right here, can change this island this state when we allow the availability that's already in Christ who in it is already in us to be unleashed by faith in Christ let's pray shall we with every head bowed and every eye closed <clears throat> character begins and ends with Jesus Christ and he never asks us to do more than he gives us the ability to do and And there's so much more to speak on regarding availability, but you don't need any more. Just take what you've got today. Young people, take what you've got today. You become the champion of the cause of availability. Remember that it's found in the person of Christ. It's fleshed out through scripture, and the power is in the spirit. But you have to have Christ in you, the hope of glory. So would you maybe do this between you and the Lord? Say, Lord... I want to be available and I'm making myself available to you right now. First of all, I can't get to heaven by my good works. There's nothing I can do. There's no good deed that I'll ever do that'll get me into heaven. I know that I'm a sinner. I know there have been times that I should have been available but I looked the other way. I walked on the other side of the road. I didn't answer that email. I neglected that phone call. I made a promise to do something and I didn't keep it. Lord, I'm a sinner. But you made yourself available and you went to the cross as the one who died and rose again. And so, Lord, I'm trusting you and your availability to take me to heaven. And so, Lord, I come to you not by any good works that I do or any promises that I'll make. I'm just saying, Lord, it is you and only you. And I'm thanking you for the full forgiveness of my sin because of your work on the cross. My friend, I pray that you would have some bit of that mental transaction, but you are personally and intimately trusting in Christ, not just having a, a change of thinking, but also a heartfelt faith experience in Christ, where you're now trusting Him for your salvation. And if you're doing that, simply say, Lord, I believe you died for me and rose again, and I want to thank you for that, and I'm trusting in you to save my sin." Is there anyone in here today quietly with an uplifted hand that would indicate to me that you're trusting Christ to be your forever Savior? And raising your hand won't get you to heaven and me praying for you won't, but I won't have you come down the aisle, nothing like that. But I will pray for you that you're trusting Christ. You're trusting the one who made himself available to you and died on the cross to pay for your sin. Is there anyone at all that would indicate by an uplifted hand that you're trusting Christ today, never done it before, doing it now? All right, Christians. I'm just telling you that God laid this on my heart. He he decided for me not to give it last week. He chose for me to give it today. That must mean that there's something coming at you and being available. Some of you already know. It's already happening. Run it through the gift of focus now. What do you need to do? What should you be doing? Ask yourself, do I begin a task with someone but slip away before it's completed? Do I manage my time in such a way as to fulfill my responsibilities to my family and then my faith family while yet having adequate time to help others? And have I learned to enjoy serving others more than meeting my own personal needs and wants? Our gracious Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for teaching us about availability through servanthood. I want to thank you for modeling in front of those two guys that were blind. I want to thank you for recording it accurately in scripture and preserving it for us today. I want to thank you for you, the available one living inside of us so that we can be available. And now, Lord, help us to sort through some of the areas that are a little bit more personal to where we are on what we can and cannot do and should and should not do. Guide us here, Lord. The one thing we do want to do is we want to go beyond our current level of availableness. We want to be more available. And so give us that opportunity, and then, Lord, help us to be available. And so, Lord, we unleash you in our life. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: You're listening to Make It Clear with the teaching of Dr. Stan Pons, founder of Make It Clear Ministries and president of Florida Bible College in beautiful Orlando, Florida.